0: dvcrentalstore.com rent book and save on disney vacation club rentals so why choose the dvc rental store easy stress-free cancellation policy yeah in the world we live in that's a must low upfront payments they only require 25% upfront payment unbeatable value renting dvc points costs up to 65% less than booking a vacation directly with disney and i'll give you one more try before you buy Many of you have been thinking about DVC points for years. Head on over to DVC Rental Store, check out their confirmed reservations, huge discounts. You can get it as low as $10 a point. I was just on. You can get six nights at the Polynesian for a little over $1,000. Are you kidding me? No, this is a real deal. Head on over to DVCRentalStore.com today and tell them the Mickey dudes sent you. Hi, this is Mike Brussel, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit
1: Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dudes podcast means nobody gets left behind.
2: And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes
0: Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans!
1: Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, sitting in the big boy chair. I was finally allowed at the adult, at the adults' table, and I'm going to take full advantage of this. But alongside me this week are two of our fantastic Mickey Dudes co-hosts, both in the sunshine state this week. First, from Orlando, Dave Koch.
3: And I am coming to you outside because I have no internet, so I have to record on my phone. But with that said... okay with that said we're gonna move on to... oh okay so I guess uh, when I said that I lost bars so I am back now so uh, with that said
2: you lost in farmlands yeah, across
3: America we're learning that by plowing on the vegetation containing natural fertilizers we can enrich the soil without the use of chemicals
1: hmm always good to know and alongside him also in the sunshine state I'm pretty sure
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Quattrochi. Joe, yeah, how are you this for those I'm good for those guests who've just joined us. Aloha and welcome aboard.
1: Those are two fantastic intros as they are both iconic methods of transportation in the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes. All right. So we're going to get right into it this week with the Festival of the Arts winding down, I believe this week. We want to pay homage to our favorite pastime of the Mickey News podcast. Go on.
3: Actually, the day that we're recording this today, because someone, i.e. me, made a little uh, boo-boo and thought it was uh, ending the end of the week, and it's actually ending today, so I had to get there to finish my book out.
1: Yes, there was a slight miscalculation as to when the festival actually ended, Um, It is actually ending today on 2-2-2-2-1. However, we're going to pay homage to the festival with our all-time favorite show topic, and that is the Mickey Dudes Snack Crawl.
3: Let's just say we did the crawl today to say goodbye to the festival.
1: Well, Dave did the crawl today to say goodbye to the festival. I... uh... Due to due to travel restrictions, I looked at everything on my phone and went, "Yep, don't. that looks tasty. Yup, that don't looks tasty." Don't worry,
3: don't worry, Chuck. I took a bite for you. Oh, very, mm.
1: don't
2: worry, Chuck. I don't think you
3: missed anything. <laughs> so... No, actually, actually, it was so the food was good, but the prices were just insane this year. And is this something new to you, Dave? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> the fact is, the fact is, like with most, with most of those things, you know, you're paying like. You know, like eight dollars. Most there were there were dish there were dishes where it was like fifteen bucks, but multiple places. It was just it, it was just out of you know it's Disney, so it's going to be expensive. But this was just uncharacteristically expensive.
1: Well, they like, have to make it, up the it, money somewhere,
3: Dave. Well, this is true, but like you know what? If that's the case, now granted they were using some quality ingredients, but you know they were they were kind of skimping on on the portion size like in Italy they had the, they had this lobster ravioli i did have it it was 15 bucks it was delicious but it was really small and they gave you 3 of them it was like when i when i picked it up it was like seriously i'm like i want my money back well, Dave,
1: fun fact isn't... about is er, israel italy it's like all the crowd dude <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but my point is the usually like the 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 uh how are they festival and everything they were giving you huge like dinner size portions for that for that price this is just this is just smaller than tapas style sometimes
1: well fun fact about italy per capita they are the most expensive um, festival booth this year so with that being said we are actually not going to go with dave's favorite pastime of giving us a stupidly low budget Because, like he said, everything is stupidly expensive. So this week, this year, what we're going to do for our Festival of the Arts snack crawl is we're going to give each of the Mickey dudes three options to pick from, including one drink. Is that right? Are we doing? Do you guys want to do two foods and a drink or three foods and a drink? Two foods and a drink. Because I have not eaten dinner yet tonight. (laughs) Okay, so we don't want Joe to get extra hungry. So we're going to do two foods and a drink. Cost is no option here. We have Pacinetti's credit card. Don't ask us how we got it. We had to do some things. Don't want to talk about it.
3: At least you got a candy bar out of the deal. Yeah,
1: at least we got the credit card, I guess. Um, So we're going to do two foods and one drink. It could be any type of drink. Does not have to be Joffrey's. Does not have to be alcoholic does not have to be non-alcoholic and you know what because i'm in charge if you could find a flight which i don't really see too many of go ahead and get it oh they do have flights never mind go ahead and get the flights if you could find one that tickles your fancy so with that being said we're going to go over to our resident artiste dave we're going to start with you what's going to be your first choice for food from festival of the arts
3: All right, well, if we can go with any drink, I'm actually going to start with a drink because, you know, I like to, when I go to uh, Epcot, get uh, a nice little buzz on and then uh, have my food to kind of uh, soak up the poison. So I am going to start off at the Decadent Delights booth, which is in the World Showcase Plaza near the refreshment port, where they have from sagatuck brewing company a peanut butter porter and this thing was absolutely amazing uh i just you know i took like three sips of i got a 12 ounce of this and you know uh one sip and i was my i was just like uh just getting all tense in my muscles. It was just like it was. I just, just feel the power raging inside me, and everything. It was just so satisfying.
1: The power raging inside you is gotta be a phrase that I've never heard used to describe uh, a peanut butter porter
3: before, or really anything.
1: Now that I think of it.
3: Well, the only way I've had this visceral reaction. Maybe it's something with peanut butter with me because. At Gideon's, the peanut butter cold brew coffee basically did the same thing to me. I took one sip and I just started laughing and I was giddy because it was just like that good. So, Are you sure that's not anaphylaxis? Yeah, no, I was able to breathe.
1: Okay, very good. It is not an allergic reaction to peanut butter as I was
3: very concerned. No, I guess it's just peanut butter makes me happy. I'm sad. What can I tell you?
1: I will say this much, not to get too far off track, but that peanut butter crunch cookie from Gideon's, even five days or however old it was by the time I finally got to it. Delicious. Yes. I too like peanut butter. So with that being said, Joe started, or Dave started us off with a drink. We're going to move over to Joe. Joe, what are you going to start your Festival of the Arts snack roll with?
2: Well, I'm going to head over to Cuisine Classic Classique, and I'm going to have the uh, coca vin, which is a chicken roulade with a violet mustard, candied carrots, pancetta crisp, uh, marble potatoes and a Barrage Rouge sauce. I don't know if I pronounce that properly, but uh, that sounds pretty good. I feel like I've had this at a wedding or two at some time or another. Uh, it just sounds really good. Something different. Something I don't have all the time. I usually, at these Epcot festivals, usually end up eating the same things. And this is something yep. that I feel like I haven't seen on any of the festival menus anytime recently. So uh, it, uh, it kind of stuck out uh, to me while looking through the menus. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Sounds good.
1: Now, that's actually a really good point. Um, the Festival of the Arts menus are unique in that you're not going to see a lot of the homogenized food that you would see at Flower and Garden and Food and Wine. These have a lot of unique to the festival f- um, foods, and it, it is a good way to go outside of your comfort zone, but still remaining in the Disney bubble. So, it, it, you know, if you get something that's, um, you know, like the pork belly or, or something like that, it's not going to be too spicy or, or too varied from what you're normally used to from Disney food. Now, with that being said, I'm going to start off my Festival of the Arts snack crawl with a trip over to The Hungry Artist, which in uh according to the website I'm looking at is El Artista Hambriento. Definitely with the upwards inflection and the question mark at the end. It's all it's on the teleprompter. And I'm going to go with the chili rel uh, rellano. relano. relano hmm. Spanish was not my strong suit, uh, which is the fried poblano pepper filled with flank steak, black beans and tomatoes drills drizzled with a poblano cream sauce. Um, it is gluten and wheat friendly for those of you that that matters to of which I am not one. And it is $7 and 25 cents. Uh, according to the website I'm looking at, it is Disney Dining Plan eligible, which concerns me that I'm not on the right here, as the Dining Plan doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. But nope, I am in fact on 2021, crisis averted. So, with the first round being complete, we have Dave uh, getting a peanut butter stout, Joe getting something that's French. Coca-Vean.
3: Um, coca um, Chuck? Yes? May I uh, interject for one second?
2: I don't you think we some have some a choice, Chuck. He's going
3: to interject this anyway. This is true. This is true. But Chuck? sustain. I, com- I feel compelled to tell you that I had the uh, chili releno for dinner tonight.
1: Okay, so I have a question. The double L in Spanish makes a Y sound, right? So it'd be written.
3: I have no idea. Okay, well, of that I I am positive. I haven't got that far in my Duolingo studies yet. Uh
1: So this week's episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast is brought to you by Duolingo, Lingo, and Rosetta Stone, as we are going to be butchering many a foreign language this evening.
2: But we're going to do it well,
1: photo. though. butcher the <laughs> crap out of it, though. Yeah, we're, we're going to be with the best butchers
2: face.
1: of language. We're going to talk very good like Americans. Talk real good, man. All right, moving on to round two. We're going to actually start this round with Joseph. Joseph, your second round, you have one food and one drink left to choose from. What are you going to go with, sir?
2: You want me to go with the food or the drink? I mean, it's, you me your, do? it's your snack roll. Uh, I'll go with the drink. I'll mix up. I'll, I'll save the, uh, the, the my last food item for last. Uh, I'm going to go over to the Refreshment Outpost and uh, I'm gonna have the Playa Linda Brewing Company. It's a blue raspberry blonde. Uh, not a, as unlike our friend uh, Tim Schweska, who is a, uh, a pretty much a, uh, a Cicero almost, or Cicero, however you say that, almost. Um, and he knows everything about beer. I don't know anything about beer. I like light beer. I like blondes. Now, i will talk about just the women, talk about the beer, too. And uh, this is, sounds really good, very light, very refreshing. Uh, and it's a Florida brew. It's, uh, they're, it's in Titusville, which is over by in uh, by Cape Canaveral, Maryland Island in Brevard County. And uh, so it's it's pretty local to us, to Dave and I, but, uh, between Orange and uh, Volusia Counties. And uh, yeah, it just sounds like something that actually I would probably like to look for in the store because I know, like, uh, Total Wines here in Florida, they do have a really nice local Florida brewing section, and uh, this actually sounds really good. Um, I've grown to like raspberry more as I've gotten older, so uh, this just sounds refreshing. It's unique. Yeah, it's unique, it's refreshing, especially when you're walking around the park. Uh, the last thing, at least I want, is like a heavy beer, so uh, it's kind of stood out. So yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Playa Linda Brewing Company Blue Raspberry Blonde uh, at the Refreshment Outpost.
1: Now, I will say, it actually the blue is raspberry blue. is my favorite. And it's, it's
2: not it an nice icy.
3: blue, eat. and it tastes like it It, it tastes... it. I, I felt like I was drinking Kool Aid.
2: There you go. So that sounds everybody loves Kool Aid,
3: right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Nice. So
2: there you go. Yeah. Kool Aid with a little you get a little buzz off it. So exactly. Is is it, if it's a blonde, it's probably very light. It like is. AP, alcohol per volume, APV. Yeah. Tim is listening, he's probably dying about this alcohol conversation we're having right now. So Tim, my apologies for not knowing all the lingo, but uh,
1: but there you go. So um, so fun fact: I have actually moved on. Well, not moved on. I have developed more of a taste for, like, hard cider lately. Uh, Apparently, I've moved to England at some point in time in the last year. Uh, The the UKers love the hard cider, so I've been told. Um, One of the ciders that I like that's local to New York is um, uh, Bombshell Cider. They have a Blue Raspberry. It is delicious. It is probably one of the best things I've ever had, so... If you want to get me to drink something, well, let me not, let me think that sentence through. Blue raspberry is very good. And that's where we're going to leave that. David, what's going to be your second choice? You just have two foods left, sir.
3: Yes. So I I thought I would do an entree and a dessert. So I am going to go over to Germany to cuisine classique, and i am going to have the red wine braised beef short rib Mm. and this is served with parsnip puree broccolini baby tomatoes and aged balsamic um i got to uh enjoy this uh, yesterday i actually uh uh ate this meal while having a wonderful conversation with our friend, uh, Florence Porter. And, uh, I was Florence, Florence yes.
1: is fantastic. I, I don't think that we, uh, we need that Florence back on the show. By well, way. yes, I mean, yes. We, we don't rank our we, listeners, but of, Florence part is part number of one. Of
3: one of, this is part of, uh, the conversation that was, uh, being, uh, had yesterday. How, it's been a very long time since she's been on the show and we need to fix that because I'd love to have her on the show. And apparently Joe does too. And you know, everyone loves Florence. So yes, we must uh, have Florence on the show.
1: Chuck Chuck also agreed, you know, I'm here too, Dave.
3: What? Who? Who are you? I don't know. Go on. <laughs> but, uh, I will say one thing about this, uh, short rib was, uh, I guess I I will describe it as succulent. It was uh, just... uh, It was like butter.
1: Succulent. I see the word of the day calendar has been paying off. Yes. Mm, Indubitably. It satiated my hunger. Ah, very good then. So, ah God, it's like we swallowed addiction. What is wrong with us? (laughs) In case anyone wonders what goes on in my head while we record, that's what it is. So... Dave, that actually sounds delicious. Joe, have you actually made it out to um, Festival of the Arts this year? Uh, It's okay to say no, because my answer is
2: Technically, yes, but when Jen and I were uh, there for Marathon Weekend, that really didn't happen. We ended up going going to El Molino for dinner, and then we just walked by Festival of the Arts and went to Test Track. So I did not (laughs) sample any of the—because I'm sorry, El Molino's the best, so it's one of our favorites. We've eaten at El Molino in four different locations— Vegas, okay. New York, uh, I think two locations in New York and one in Orlando. So we were big fans of uh, El Molino. So we did that instead of Festival of the I Farts, keep
3: forgetting so. that it's even on property. I got to try it one of these days.
2: El Molino, it, dude, it's the best yeah. Italian food you're going to find around. You might have some local spots that like I don't know about, but on Walt Disney World property, it's your best Italian food you're going to have. So.
3: Okay, I'm I'm going to definitely take your uh, word on that one, and I'm going to make a reservation very soon and try it because yes. it's you, you've sp- sparked my interest. And they validate the parking over at the Swan. Oh, so thank
2: God they that's, validate. That's parking. To, well, yeah, that gets expensive
1: over there real quick. So yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, and there's no um, uh, what you call it anymore. Tables in Wonderland, right?
3: Yeah, hey. they're not renewing it.
2: So, it, by the way, not to get off topic here, was that officially announced? Because they still yes. take it.
3: Okay, they, they, they still they still take it, and they extended it four months, like when, with everybody's uh, annual passes. But when I went to renew my annual pass, I said, "Okay, I need to also renew my Tables in Wonderland." And they told me at this time, they are not um, they are not renewing Tables in Wonderland. They are not selling any new tables in Wonderland. Um, and I have a theory about that. Because I, I, anytime you call that office to ask, there's no answer and everything. I'm wondering if everybody in that office is furloughed still.
2: Well, I will say this, Dave. Um, and we are I know we're way off topic here, but I'm going to put my two cents in. Because I can. I'm going to. Um, that is going to curb Jen and I spending on property. Uh, because it took care of the tip and, and for the most part. And I don't want to hear COVID because of you know we're not doing tables one because of COVID that's like ridiculous. You're looking to put people in the restaurants like you're taking away the like a discount program like that people pay for. It just makes no sense. Like honestly, it's it's part of all the cutbacks with Disney that we are very frustrated with. I'm telling you that this will curb. We and Gem are very big spenders with with food and beverage. Uh, You know you could use that top of the world lounge. You could use it in a lot of places. The tables one. I guarantee you, dude, we will not be spending nearly as much money on property. And the fact that they always say that, oh, uh, you know, householders don't spend any money. That's a bunch of crap because me and Jen spent a ton of money on property and not renewing this program. We've had it for how many years now? It's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big. Yeah, we'll just bring our beer and walk around with it and not go to a lounge because, yeah. That makes a big difference, dude. That 20% makes a huge difference. Well, I've kept track of my tables one that We've saved thousands of dollars a,
3: a, you know, a year or I so. have a funny feeling that uh, it will come back. I really think it's more of a logistical issue now with it. And um it wouldn't surprise me if they start selling them again at that point. But, uh, you know... But- because they used to have the events and everything, all of these different things going on with it. I just think maybe it's might be just a processing thing at the moment. No, but I don't know. I totally it, agree with you.
2: It opens uh, just, the summer, bro. It's time to like, you know, what I'm saying. I it's just
3: did, I just, enough. I just did the well. I just did the math on mine after the break-even point of the saving $150. Now I include I include ballet in this because yeah. I use I use it I use it to uh, avoid having to park at the TTC at the uh, Magic Kingdom, if I'm going to Magic Kingdom, I just uh, go over and I valet park at the um, at the Contemporary. I go to the Wave Bar or I go to the Outer Rim. I buy my drink and I get my free parking. So I include that. In, I, I include that in my math. But uh, after the break even point, I have, uh, according to my uh, spreadsheet, which I put over, uh I updated this afternoon because uh, I ate uh, I ate last night with Florence at the um, at the Plaza restaurant and used it. I saved three hundred five dollars, oh after the break after the breaking point. So it basically gave me a discount that uh, gave me you know over five hundred dollars since uh, last September when I September twenty uh, nineteen when I bought it
1: that's crazy i've never used tables of wonderland being a non-local um so it never really made sense to me especially because anytime we went we just did not have a car but i i can really see this being a loss i mean had i lived there it was a no da- it was a no-brainer no-brainer yeah
3: i mean it really does it really doesn't it it, it affects me but it really doesn't like phase me as much anymore because most of the time when I'm dining, I'm dining with cast members and we're going to places where they're getting 40% off, but it's still the principle of the matter for me.
1: Right. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to me, right? Right. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay, so for this round, I am going to go over to the Mosaic Canteen over in Morocco and I'm going to go with a nice beverage. I mentioned my affinity for hard cider earlier, and they so happen to have one over there at uh wherever Morocco. And it is a Maylock Blackberry Hard Cider. I'm gonna go with the twelve ounce pour for eight dollars and fifty cents. Uh thank God we are not trying to keep a budget because I'm already over our normal fifteen dollars and I've had two things. Dave, have you had that that beverage or no?
3: And I'll that away. one, that one, I have not had. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm putting my uh, mute on when no, no, uh, you, no. when I'm not talking because being outside and being in Florida, we have air conditioners going on in uh, the middle of February and it's glorious.
1: Do you want to know what my air conditioning is in the middle of February? Opening your window. Opening the window for about four minutes because it is currently thirty-two degrees.
3: Oh well. I had a seventy-minute
1: uh, drive each way today. To Rochester, for those of you from the upstate New York... Actually, I think everyone should know the difference between Buffalo and Rochester on this call, even. We had lake effect snow for a good 45 minutes of that drive. It was not a fun drive this morning.
3: Um, Just I would so you know, Chuck, kill for 68 some air degrees uh
1: You know, my temperature reversed the, uh... is actually not even... Warmer than it actually is
3: right now. So cool. and the AC, the AC in the apartment right now is on sixty two. Because we my like house
1: heat is set to sixty two.
3: Oh, our air conditioner is on sixty
1: two. Yeah, hmm. Joe, do you, like too, do you want to rub it in too, or do you want? No, we, I mean,
2: I, I you
1: know, i no Dave's doing a good enough job.
2: Well, I mean, like, I think Dave is still kind of new. I've I've lived in Florida since twenty sixteen technically, so like. <laughs> i don't have the air conditioner it's off i just open the windows put the ceiling fans on but david's still uh, he's like still in the honeymoon phase the honeymoon so, phase of florida huh i guess yeah i don't know it was like 81 today but that's oh. just another day
3: huh. you know, but... no i just like my apartment when i sleep i like i like to be able to hang meat in it okay it so staple? we're gonna move on take... to the next round you take all those blankets and you just get under them. So, Chuck, them. are we going to so move on to
1: my last, uh, my last thing here? So uh, Actually, we're going to start with my last thing because I'm the only one who has yet to go first. Uh, right. We're going to do a bizarre snake draft on this one. I like um, it. Normally, what I would do here is I'd get some poutine. Uh, however, I'm not a real big fan of the poutine options over at Refreshment Port this time. Um, it's a lobster poutine. They sucked. Well... So I have a couple of issues with this. One, not the real world's biggest lobster fan, but their lobster bisque cheese sauce. It just sounds so heavy. And as was mentioned, it was 81 in Florida today on February 22nd.
3: 2-2. I did not enjoy it. I tried it and it was just meh.
1: Was it the taste or was it the fact that it was like nine pounds?
3: It actually was, it was the shoestring type fries it wasn't more of it wasn't the uh the more uh, steak fries that you usually get with it and the sauce wasn't that good you know it was uh it just i mean i like lobster but it just you know it, it just didn't fit okay you now if the traditional poutine you know what at, at, at Repression point, yeah, give me some of that anytime, but this this one just, it didn't hit the mark.
1: Yeah, I'd probably get the traditional poutine at any point in time, but in this round, I'm actually going to go over to Painter's Palette, and I am going to, one, point something out just because I think it's funny. Uh, there is a beverage that is a red, ri- red wine cocktail with Mr. Pibb. I'm not gonna get love, it, but I just think Mr. it's fun. Pip. Um, I'm actually going to go with the salt roasted beef tartare with pickled vegetables, parsley salad, and a Bernays aioli. It's a plant based item. Wait, what? Oh, that's beet tartare. Never mind. I'm gonna get the prime steak tartare. I don't want beets. Man, I should have read that a little closer. <laughs> How do you feel about actually?
3: what it, it was both of i i had both of them funny story i got i got the steak one for free is it
1: because you uh, misread the salt roasted beet no i actually
3: no i'm sorry i got the i i did have the beet one one time and then i went back for the steak one and i got the entire the entire meal uh for free because i went over they Took my order and then the chef went in the kitchen and they were trying to fix they were trying to change the uh, tape in the uh, for the receipts and in doing so they both got distracted and forgot that I was there and then when they realized I was standing there waiting they were they were profusely apologizing and I said it's fine don't worry I' you know it's a day at Disney I'm it's I'm not uh, I'm not in any hurry and, at this point, And I was kind of like looking through the book, reading through the book anyway. And they wouldn't take my don't worry about it. So it's, uh, it's fine for an answer. Uh, they ended up refunding my money and they gave me a plate of everything for free. So I got the cake. I got the beet tartare and the beef tartare for free. And they were delicious.
1: Which did you prefer? What? Which did you prefer? Uh,
3: Actually the salted beef tartare was was probably the best out of all of them.
1: Okay. Well, I, I, I would prefer it was the filling. beef. Yeah, prefer the beef. It was
3: it, it, it was okay, so it was good but I felt like I was eating cat food.
1: I could understand why.
3: Yeah. So, and you know, well, you got it for you
1: got it for free, so it's
2: it,
3: <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's that's why I would that's why I would go for the... I mean, it was tasty. You know, I normally wouldn't, like, order, like... You know, I see... I'll let the motorcycle pass.
1: I thought you were got mowing a, your lawn, actually.
2: What kind of bike was it?
3: That sounds... <laughs> <laughs> I I, I couldn't tell. I'm actually... Right now, I'm uh, completely reclined in the Chase Lounge on my Lamai, so... I believe that is called the Chase. The Chase Lounge. Yes. Not Chase whatever uh okay i'm just letting them get off the uh, block okay so um i think if i heard the word if i saw steak tartare i think that i would think okay completely raw i would be a little bit too uh put off i did actually look because i was tempted to try it at that point and i was looking around to see if they had that sign about eating like uh undercooked uh, meat and everything can cause worms or whatever that they normally do like when they have like uh, when they have like an oyster like an oyster cold bar or something like that and nowhere t- there was no sign sign like that to be found so I'm assuming that this was cooked at a reasonable temperature where all bacteria was uh, dissipated for it to be served at, on Disney property
1: okay so now that we're done talking about warning labels, Dave, what are you yes. going to go with for your third round?
3: Okay, so I'm going to finish off with dessert. And this is an old standby that's, well, I guess, I mean, I had it last year and I enjoyed it so much that I had to go back and have it this year. So I went over to Canada to the Masterpiece Kitchen where I enjoyed me some vanilla, rose water, and pistachio panna cotta. Okay. It's shaped like a rose. It has like a plastic. It, it looks plasticky, but it's actually um, pink. I guess it's I guess it's pink uh, dyed white chocolate. Um, and then there's like a pistachio powder around it, and then it's dotted with like some type of uh, berry sauce. And um, inside, it's complete. It's completely white, and it's. Um, real it's a uh, delicious custardy confection that i um, a few times i was at epcot uh, after i had this a couple weeks ago and i had to just avoid the canadian side of um i had to go around world showcase the other way just so i went and pass canada because i was so tempted to get it and it just um i couldn't fit it in the gut budget
1: the gut budget is an absolute huge thing that we don't factor in to a lot of these things. But the uh, that sounds delicious, Dave.
3: It now, was amazing.
1: We have sure one does. round left here. Excuse me. One person with the final round left. So, Joe, we're going to ask you to close it out with your third item that you're going to get. And we're going to want you to tell us why Chuck would choose the trio of macaroons for a dessert because he forgot one for uh 9 50 so go on joe please please wrap us up here okay so since we're recording this on a
2: monday and tomorrow is tuesday and what does everybody love to eat on tuesdays taco tuesdays right so i'm heading over to el arista hambriento which is over in mexico i'm having the taco de chocolate i love it. it's like Taco. Wait, de hang
1: chocolate. on hang on hang on can we just pause for one second sure did you say today was tuesday
2: no, I said. To- I said wait, tomorrow is Tuesday. So we're recording this on a Monday. Tomorrow is
1: Tuesday. Oh, I and had tacos every- tonight, so it confused me. I'm like, wait, is you could actually but, Tuesday. But,
2: but you could have tacos on. T- you could have tacos every night, but tacos on Tuesday is always. It's
1: kind of like when pizza is on a bagel. You could eat pizza any time. Okay, I apologize. That's true. No, no worries.
2: So. Yeah, I'm going with the Taco de Chocolate. so they just throw a D in there and make it uh, Mexican, but uh, it's a chocolate candy shell filled with Mexican chocolate mousse with a touch of Chile topped with tropical fruit. It's also gluten wheat-friendly, and it's also new to this year to Festival of the Farts. So, um, yeah, it's uh, something new. Uh, It looks really cool because one of the websites I looked on, Inside the Magic, had a picture of it, and, uh, yeah, it it looks very fun. It's kind of like a uh, a Mexican cannoli almost, so... uh, which I know Dave would appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to close out my night with. I got a nice drink. I got a nice uh, Coco de Vin or Coca Vin, and I got a nice taco dessert. So, there you go.
1: That's,
3: that's fantastic. I didn't get to see what this looks like.
2: Go to Inside the Magic, they have a yeah. great uh, menu. You can check it out there. So, quat my eye when I was looking through the menus earlier this evening, preparing
1: for this fine podcast. Did you say, quat your eye? It caught my eye,
3: but Quat is my nickname. So. I know,
1: that's why I would have given you credit for that. However, you know,
3: I guess there's no need. I guess if we see something that Joe might enjoy, I guess it's Quatting our
1: eyes. It's Quatting our eyes,
3: exactly. Yeah, so. very good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said, we have all gone through our three rounds, except for me, Woo-hoo! who somehow snuck in five. I mean, I guess Dave snuck in four. Dave, Dave tried
2: everything, so he snuck in more than...
3: Yeah, Dave no, did I, try didn't, it. I didn't check. I didn't try that chocolate taco. I, I was tempted, but did you have the again, macaroons? No, I didn't actually. Eh, that's a shame.
0: I, I like I, I said, when when
3: things when things are like fifteen bucks a pop around, uh, you know, going around, it, I I had to be selective this year. It was it's as much as I would have loved to have gone and just like hit every booth, I. Uh, I thought twice with this one, and okay. I was like, you know what? Mm. There'll be other festivals. You know, and as
1: we wrap up today's show, I am going to talk about our friends over at uh, Wish Upon a Pastry, and you'll see why in just a second. Um, they have macaroons that they make, and I have told them this, and I full disclosure, um, they are a sponsor and an advertiser of us. But they are the second best macaroons I have ever had in my life, with the best being the ones that I got from France on my solo trip. It was like a raspberry and lime macaroon. I ordered two of them, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think my wife would like one. I was by myself. I ordered them nice. both for myself. Like, and, and it's not that I didn't give Heather one. She just wasn't there. She, she was still in Buffalo. <laughs> But you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think my, I didn't want to be judged by the France person,
2: like a these typical Americans.
1: Um, oh god, what am I doing? <laughs> in any case, yeah, that was there, fantastic. Um, so I had to get those macaroons in macarons in from France after I remembered that they were on the menu.
3: So, oh, so uh, wait a minute, are we talking uh, France as in the French pavilion or? going to Europe to France.
1: Well, I have never gone to actual France, so the French Pavilion
3: and Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. yeah, Just double checking. Ironically, as much as I love macarons, I don't think I mean I spent the summer of 2012 studying in France and I don't think I had one back then.
2: This one time so at Bandcamp? camp?
1: So ironically,
3: <laughs> yeah. Now I'm now I'm like questioning life choices.
1: Yeah, I would question those life choices too,
3: Dave. Yeah. I, like, did you even like, go? What like, what you, did did what you what see the I Eiffel thinking? Tower? Yes, yeah, so to Paris. Are you That's sure my, you didn't my have a map around? Fun, fun fact, fun fact, but my first ever annual pass was a uh, Disneyland Paris annual pass. So,
2: one yeah. time at Bandcamp.
3: Joe, that's that's, that's the too. next podcast. Yeah, oh, that's that too.
1: But with cool. that being said, we are going to wrap up this week's show. So thank you all for joining us this week. Before we go, and tell us where you could all find us, uh, or excuse me, where you could find all of us. We're going to start with Joe. Joe, where could the people find you on the Twitter? Internet. Sorry to interrupt, dude. Twitter, Instagram, Joe
2: Quiet. You can also find me over at the ResortLoop.com DVC Roundtable and at the Disney
1: Dads Podcast. Dave, where can they find you?
3: You can find me on Instagram at Figments Reality and trolling Epcot for the next uh, festival.
1: Yeah, and if you see Dave, he likes he streets. Likes Don't we all, though? Also, if you see me, and I like hugs
3: treats. After COVID, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I like treats. Anyways, I could be found on the internet at Chuck in the Chat on the Twitter machine. We could all be found on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes, along with Twitter, and on the Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you all next week, and please bring us snacks.